Welcome to HomeWise, a podcast of Highlands Ministries. Wisdom is essential in building a strong family and home life. Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears it down. I'm Steve, and I'm here with Kara Murphy, my wife and the mother of our 10 children, ages 3 to 20. I've been blessed with a wise and godly wife, and over the years I've learned that Christian women appreciate her perspective and need encouragement to rise above the folly of our culture and be home wise. Welcome back to HomeWise. We are uh, asked to speak about the topic of finding a family ministry that everybody can participate in. So, Carrie, you want to take that? I think it's a great question. It makes uh, some assumptions, and the first one I love, and that assumption is that we're not going to be all individualistic in our ministry opportunities. Oh, yeah. But that we're going to, as a family, look for ways to serve and help people. And I think... Just the very question itself reveals a really good trend uh, of thinking, you know. And why would that be better? Why would that be better than uh, being individualistic in well, approach? I th- yeah, I think the American trend is to be very individualistic. And when you're individualistic, you lose a lot of opportunity for discipleship. Yeah. You also create a situation where you have a lot of division in the family and um, just as I am for churches that don't divide people by their demographic I'm also for ministering together as much as possible so that the youngers are watching the olders and the parents in what they're doing and everyone is learning and growing together rather than dad going this way to this ministry and mom going this way to this ministry and High school kids here, and the junior high kids here, and the, and the younger ones there. Yeah. I think you set up a lot of um, problems that way, um, including a companion of full suffering harm with those younger ones. I think you also make it difficult to accomplish the God-given tasks that you have as parents. Yeah. Uh, from Deuteronomy 6 or Ephesians 6 or... Um, well, just all yeah. throughout the Bible, everything you're supposed to be doing with your children. It gets a lot harder when you're not actually with your children. Right, because it's really hard to teach them as you walk along the way if you're dropping them off and going another <laughs> not way. right yeah. there. You're going one way, they're going another way. <laughs> so one of the first things we want to do is distinguish between the family and the church. Good point, because my first, you know, upon reading that question, my first thought was, um, in your church? <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of opportunities for ministry, and there's a lot of opportunities for uh, ministries of the church and looking for ways that you can serve in ways that are already established in your church. Yeah. Um, you know, You know, even young children can stand outside the abortion clinic and hold a sign. Yeah. Um, now, there are some ministries where it's not appropriate to serve altogether, and I'm thinking of, like, jail ministry or, uh-huh. or that sort of thing. Uh-huh. But um, but even in that, you know, it's it's good to see fathers taking uh, children that are older yeah. to those sorts of things. Yeah. And those who can, you take them with you, and you're, you're not only ministering with them, you're example, an example to them of how to minister. Right. And mom may be home with younger ones that can't participate in that particular ministry, but... 
when that becomes something that your family is known about or your family is does that's your thing then even that mom is supporting that mm-hmm. whether through prayer and talking about it and talking about debriefing after they've been and also <laughs> arranging the schedule and arranging the days yeah. so that it gives Daniel and children the freedom to go do this thing yeah. um, so and there's that's no small task so that's, we would we would agree and we would support we would want, want to make sure it's heard loud and clear first that the ministry that the primary ministry that your family has um, if you're going to be looking for a ministry, it ought to be within the church. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean it's to the church right. necessarily, although you should be ministering to each other always, of course, but that ministry may be outwardly focused in a jail ministry or in front of an abortion mill or something like that. And <laughs> the idea is sort of through the church. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, it is the church, God's primary instrument that's called to build the kingdom. And so we got to remember that that's not families. It's the church that's called to that. Yes. Now, uh, go ahead. I'll say, well, sometimes a family has a passion for something. Yes. And, and this is, I think, where we need to go. And I think why right. this question came up, because we have done that. Right. And and I'm, I was actually thinking of, you know, sometimes a family has a passion for the elderly. Yeah. And so they want to do, you know. Think of our friends out in Nebraska. Right. They want to do, you know, nursing home ministry. Yeah. And so they might spearhead that. Now, there may be other families in the church that want to come alongside them and participate and join them. They may be the only family that faithfully does that. But again, I mean, for me, the first step is you go to your pastor and say, oh, we just really have a passion for this. What do you think? And. You know, and whether it's just the blessing of the church or the, hey, that's a great idea, and I bet we could get more families, and, you know, however that works out. Mm-hmm. Um, you were going to talk a little bit about some of the things we've done. Yeah, well, it's it's, uh, it's developed yeah, over it's de- the years. It's developing. <laughs> it's always, yeah. if, as, our, as our family grows and changes... What we do together grows and changes. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I can't say that we purposely set out, unless I'm forgetting something, we purposely set out to make any particular ministry happen. I think when we did our family vision, it became apparent that we had particular strengths that we were going to pursue, and we would use those to minister to others. Yes, by that time, right. I'm thinking 10, 15 years ago, we didn't say, hey, we want to be, we want to have a family band. Right. We didn't say that. That's no. the thing that happened. Although music has always been a very, very, yeah. very important But that's part. more generic. Yeah. And, and we did promote that and push that and encourage that and do everything we could uh, without going crazy and making, making ourselves go broke. Um, we did everything we could to encourage it. And uh, it's, again, it's God's providence because God brought a young single guy into our home who was a guitarist that spurred our oldest to pick up the guitar that spurred on the next and the next and the next and the next on down the line. And so we have seven of us that play together in this family band. And uh, and I would say three three or let's see, four more who are all kind of like, hmm, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> when is it my turn? Yeah. Uh, well, I actually, the two, the two youngest both wanted to take piano lessons. And they were like, that way we can play in the band someday. <laughs> of course, I think they thought that meant was like, I'll start piano lessons on Tuesday and I can play in the band on Friday. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, We've always been uh, uh, interested in and sometimes more able than others to be hospitable. 
Yes. And that mean that being not just have people from church in our home, but um, others in our life, in our home, whether that be the sojourners, uh, you know, like your family having missionaries and visiting pastors. We always wanted those kinds of people in our home, but we also wanted our neighbors. Yeah, in the community. Uh, and that's been slower and harder, especially in the community we're in now, in the country, in, in the, the community, the, the neighborhood, yeah. the area of the country we live in. Yeah. They're a little more insular. Uh, but but I think we've finally broken through, and it came through the ministry of music. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't, hey, we want to minister to you in music, and it wasn't, um, hey, we want to play a concert and, and, and be paid for it. It was, uh, you know, I actually don't remember exactly how it started, but it was very organic um, I and think very it, simple. Yeah, I think it was, <clears throat> it got started because um, they started playing together and um, doing it like outdoors. Oh, on the front porch. And yeah, and like I that. think the the neighbors heard the kids practicing and heard them playing and, and it kind of grew from that. I'm trying to remember when our first invitation to play for a, like for the the Methodist church. Yeah, it may have been for the Methodist there. church down the street, I think. Because I don't ever remember, I remember them asking us. Yeah, and they've asked several times, and that's really grown the relationship. We've been able to play for a wedding, yeah. uh, play for a, a church uh, celebration, for just a, like a summer party. They're very kind and gracious, too. So oh, my helps. goodness, yeah, yeah, very. <laughs> and then folks would come there and invite us to their church. Yeah. So we, we've done, we do a lot of, seems like a lot of church anniversaries, like this is our 25th or our 100th anniversary, and yeah. we would like you to come play. Um, and now we play at the community center downtown in Abingdon, and now it's becoming much more of a ministry mindset of ours because we're realizing, hey, we are in the community center of town. And so people from all over the area are coming in and uh, we realize as we're standing up there in front of 50, 60 people who are sitting, having a nice dinner and enjoying an evening of music that we have a captive audience and they are looking at us and they're enamored with this family of, of children on up to adults who they enjoy being with and talking with and uh, and hearing the music. Yeah. And so we don't just have the microphone for music, but also for speaking to them. Mm-hmm. And and that, and I don't mean the physical mic. I mean we. Yeah. We have their ear. Right. And uh, like you said, kind of captive audience. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a a standing invitation every four to six weeks where they're playing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, the goal is not. Uh, to do anything other than go there and be the light of Christ to them in every way we can. And however God chooses to use that is fine with us. We're loving our neighbors. Um, We're spreading the joy of music Mm -hmm. and happy children and grandbabies crawling on the floor, you know, when they're able to come with their parents. Yeah. So that's one thing that, that, has been a big deal that that has actually kind of become a thing. Yeah, and it's. I think it's good to emphasize the organic nature of the growth of that because, you know, when the children were younger, we did a lot less. We had a lot less to give because oh, yeah. we were spending most of our time inputting into the children. Um, we did, I think, have a good vision that we were inputting for a time 
with the idea that they were arrows that were going to be sent out. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just um, building the bestest, strongest, (laughs) you know, most beautiful children. It was, uh, we got to invest in them because they've got work to do. Yeah. And they, they're not ready yet. These arrows aren't meant to stay in the quiver. That's right. Um, but also, the Lord opened doors as we just faithfully walked through them. Yeah. Um, so that helped. And it it's a good thing to keep in mind because each family may have a more unique ministry or more unique, more unique strengths and and. As they pursue these things that they're passionate about, the Lord will open the doors as long as they're thinking along those lines. Yeah. As long it's as it's not about Yeah, it's not about self-gratification. Yeah. It's not about self-promotion. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think you and I have been slightly uncomfortable with is neither one of us are um, want to encourage self-promotion. You know, in the children, in the band, in the in these things, which actually I think it kind of is abhorrent to us. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, we're not the ones that that dress them up when they are three and four years old and and made them all stand up in front of church. You know, what I mean, I don't because that can be appropriate too. But I mean, you know, what I mean, we're just we weren't the um, we weren't the stage parents. We weren't the performing the parents pushing their kids to perform. Yeah. When they were young. Um, because we were inputting, inputting, inputting with a, with the desire that they would serve, not perform per mm-hmm. se. Mm-hmm. So even as you go to the community center, the emphasis is not on, I mean, there is obviously technical proficiency that we want, mm-hmm. but ultimately what we really want is in that conversation after mm-hmm. the concert that our 13 year old is having with the 75-year-old woman that she sees the light of Christ in that. Yeah. You know, and we could do a perfect performance, but if our children didn't love people and didn't pursue them, we would consider that failure. Yeah. That would not be what we were going for. Yeah. Um, and I think we've kept that in mind as as they've grown. Yeah. I think that's been operating in the background. Yeah. And, you know, that... Other families are going to have very different things. You know, I think of of a family who, you know, their thing might be baking at the farmer's market or, you know, raising vegetables that they sell. And yet that is their primary means of ministry as well. You know, and it's not, it's not like you can... It's just important to see that God gives families passions for him to use to build his kingdom. And as we pursue those passions, as long as we have the right mindset, we're going to use those to minister. Hi, this is Eric from Highlands. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast from Kara and Steve Murphy as much as I have. The Murphys have long written for our magazine, Every Thought Captive, and I'm thrilled that we're getting to hear even more from them as they seek to apply scripture to their everyday lives. The Murphys are just a part of the community of believers that make up the teaching at Highlands. We are adding new voices all the time as we seek to learn from each other about what God would have us to be and how he would have us to live. You can find this podcast and all our other resources on our website at highlandsministriesonline.org. I value your feedback. You are who we are here for. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, please don't hesitate to email me at info at highlandsministriesonline.org. 